I had a partner in the past where like I had to call the police. What? Welcome back to the show, guys. I'm Mario. And I'm Peter. And we're Guys, guys that, that listen. listen. On today's show, we got one of Cali's hottest up-and-coming DJs. Yo. She identifies as a kitty cat. She's yep. a weeb on the weekends. Yo. DJ Sedusa. Hey. hey. Hi. Welcome to the podcast. Burr, 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 burr. <laughs> Hi, Mario, Peter. Thank you for having well, well. me on this yeah, podcast. Hi, everyone. Coming. My yeah. name is Michelle. I'm a Filipino Chinese American from the IE Fontana. Ooh, but I just Fontana. moved to Brea recently, so OC Locale. Uh, I'm a DJ. I've been DJing for about two years, seriously, and I am a, an aspiring international DJ and hopefully soon producer. What does that mean to you exactly? It becoming international. Literally DJing not just only in Cali, not only the United States, but being able to celebrate music, celebrate <laughs> <laughs> to share, love share it. <laughs> and celebrate music globally. Nice. Share the vibes, you know. Frickin frickin. Hey. Is there somewhere you want to go specifically? You have your heart set on, like where you want to. I would love to do an Asia tour. Oh, okay. oh I like. Time. I've been to a, a good amount of, a decent amount of parts of Asia, and the club scene is dope. But just like being able to hopefully wild. perform yeah. there, I'm Filipino yeah. and I'm Chinese, and so it'd be cool to just be going back to the motherland. But really, oh, nice. Like globally, there's such a huge music community everywhere in their own pockets, and they have their own culture, and like going there would be really cool to share like what i have and what i have in cali them cali vibes do the do the philippines call to, call to you like is that where you want to go back to the homeland because i don't um, think you can dj in china you're gonna say that like i don't think you can dj in oh china. yeah china would be a little hard <laughs> due to yeah. regulations hard. you a can go but you can't now. come back I'd love that. <laughs> i've done internships and then fellowships in, in the philippines i've been able to go back after i was 18 so that i got to party out there and the music um uh, what do you call that music taste it's pretty fire yeah I'm not yeah. like I'm not even surprised though but like when you go to the club scene like I remember going to this club called Black Market and they were playing like all these SoundCloud edits that I was listening cool. to I was like yo it's, it's popping in here yeah, so the club crazy. scene is popping Philippine, Philippines culture is also just really well versed in like learning what the global sound is at the time super mm. super into media i could see that yeah all definitely. the filipino people i know are so talented like, yeah so musical so, so musical yeah. uh they can uh, either really good at basketball or dancing mm -hmm. or singing or you know yeah making videos wow boxing now nowadays <laughs> right, mm -hmm. right? no peruvians are cool oh, thank you appreciate it pupusas wow you said that's, that's salvadoran you know wow mm -hmm. nice. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, uh, I was Good wondering, um, Isolation, that's your event, right? Yes. Yeah, tell yes. us a little about that, because I saw it. It looks really cool. I love Isolation. <laughs> so, um, but thank you for asking about that. Yeah. Started doing that last year in October, and yeah. I'm not sure if you're familiar with Legacy OC. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Legacy is a lot more different than when I used to go there. Yeah. But it's because we used to do events there, too. Nice. For like a good two or three years. Damn. We saw it. It used to be 888, then Red. And then Envy and then Legacy. Envy, mm. So we saw all those transitions. So I have known, well, the owners are different now, finally. Yes. But I knew all the old owners before. And yeah. They were interesting people. Right. Respectfully. Respectfully, yeah. When I started doing stuff there, people were like, oh, the, in, are the owners still there? And I'm like, I don't know who you're talking about because the owners I am are new. And yeah. obviously people run things differently. Yeah, no, definitely. But yeah, it's a cool club. Cool yeah. club. I started there DJing because they reached out to me after I did a show at Time Night Club. Time Night Club is also in like Costa Mesa, yeah. Lower, and then Legacy's in Newport. And then I was a resident DJ at Legacy doing like monthly, bi-monthly situation there. Oh. And then they offered me the side room. So there's two rooms, right? Yeah. And then they said, hey, like, we'll give you a budget. You can run the night. You can DJ all night there or you can, you yeah, know, book, book your book friends or yeah. and you can play whatever you want. I was like, 
<laughs> that's pretty tight. That's pretty tight. Yeah. I'm glad you guys are doing well too, because that spot is a little difficult to do. It, it, yeah. Yeah. Like, um, because your events are not always 21 over, right? Sometimes. Yeah. So their club, they they work on their own terms. Like whether then they want to run an event that the whole night 21 plus, or but usually it's 18 plus, and yeah. sometimes oh. they just choose not to market. Certainly. Mm -hmm. Yes. That there's like a stigma of like mm, 18 plus. Of course, we don't want to catch a body, you know, catch yeah. a case. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. um, in the club scene, and your, your business, and you're trying to share music and party, sometimes that. Uh, under 21 energy is unmatched sometimes and yeah, like no, when we're playing house music and they're in our room they're celebrating keeping the vibes up with us under 21 energy mm -hmm. oh mm -hmm. so are like the cat users for cougar cats for <laughs> <laughs> okay first of all hey we'll get into that later right, we'll, get into that later. <laughs> yeah, we'll get into that later but respectfully though the 18 over the time we decided we wanted to like move forward from that venue just because not only the 18 plus was making a little like you know we all want to be counting our crowd and their majority like 23 21 plus mm -hmm. um so it, it wasn't always cohesive and also just having two because they would have two promoters that night so it'd be like i would have be isolation mm -hmm. then they'll have another promoter who works for like something called toxic thursdays mm -hmm. who like you know college thursdays who you know their market is 18 plus there's there's different cultures in those two different promoting spaces yeah. but then you're bringing them together and that's also the legacy's business model too like they just want to get numbers in that's something i had to respect as a yeah. party thrower so yeah. like just moving forward and agreeing to disagree on certain things and just like wishing each other the best and we're just been trying to tap into la more now yeah and still stay in oc because all of us started in oc yeah. and my best friends we started with are from oc do you nice. do you find it like that the crowd there is very um, age range goes very wide because when I've been there when I used to go to your events the crop, we'd have like people there in like their 50s or yeah. late sure, like yeah. you know yeah. stuff, and I'd be like oh like, and they're, yeah. they're vibing in the music no, and stuff and I was okay. like mm -hmm. but I don't see that anywhere else like there's a significant amount where you notice it yeah. Yeah, I love that though I know like, me too like whenever know. I see like uh, and I'm not young by any means but, but <laughs> young at heart. older heads than me though like when I see them go out and they dance they just get down they look like they're having the best time right. like they don't give a fuck right. and that's the best thing because like it's always the younger people like the really young people that judge the old people oh man they shouldn't they be home with their kids now shit like that but it's like bro once you get to a certain age like you'll understand you, right. mean, you understand that like the more you get fucked by what other people think the right. less you're doing what you want to right. and that's that's just right. facts when it comes to older people they, sure. just, they just know are you at that age now Huh? <laughs> Am I that age now? I think I haven't given a fuck in a long time, so I would say yes, for right. sure, for sure. But just being less judgmental. Yeah, you mm -hmm. know, you just, you just <laughs> I'm funny enough. So one of the people who actually said something to me about my age, I think I was like 25 at the time. It was it was Michelle, Michelle Vu, a different Michelle. Oh. Funny enough, <laughs> so I met her. I think she was like 20 or something like that, or 19, and she was like, "You're 25. Aren't you too old to be going out today?" Damn. Like, oh. It was, it was Got my it. friend's house party. Ooh. I was like, what <gasps> the fuck? At first, I shrugged off, and I was joking a little bit, but after a couple shots, I was not that friendly to her. <laughs> I mean, we're cool now, for sure, because now she gets it, too. Yeah. Where she's like, okay, I'm at the age where it's like, oh, actually, it doesn't really she's matter. Still going out. I understand. Because, like, that's, that's how it is, though. Like, they think, like, especially with the recent drama that we have, right? Oh, shit. Oh. Right? Right? Talking about 25. Talking about 25. We'll talk I'm about 25, it so cheers, cheers. Like, let's, we can yeah. talk about it. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about it. Cheers. 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 Just... So we got our first hater. Mm -hmm. yeah. Our first hater. So uh, hater. I think it was, what, two weeks ago when I was like, hey, I would love it if we had a hater. Remember mm -hmm. at the party, yeah. I was like, mm -hmm. yeah. Because once you get a hater, it means you've made it, you know? But like... Whoa. <laughs> 
<laughs> we had this girl come on and like we had we had actually Adrian's episode where he's talking about like his family trauma growing up as like you know as a Filipino as you know communication with his parents right. how it was different from other people you know right. and she came in with like you cannot talk about this you cannot talk about trauma are you licensed are you licensed psychiatrist were your parents diagnosed as narcissist were the police uh, called uh, did anybody die and she just came in real hard and like we were answering her back very diplomatic very like mm-hmm. you know nice about it we're like oh you know not this but this yes we've experienced trauma in this form and but we believe this is a platform for everyone to talk you know to be able to like express their feelings tell their story mm-hmm. talk about what you feel comfortable with and she's like I, I need to know what your parents are diagnosed as I need to know mm-hmm. see the reports tell me this and that we're like you know we're not going to share our private like personal information we're not trying to trash our parents or anything like that we're just sharing our experience yeah. and it was like a 20 something common thing you know like yeah. she'd go back back and forth we stopped talking she goes and starts commenting on our stuff two days later and she's like oh look to the guy the guys from Queer Eye oh I hate guys who like hate themselves so much because they're actually gay and hate on women and don't empathize with them because they're gay and then and then we still didn't respond she goes on Peter's Facebook and <laughs> comments on a picture from two years ago on his birthday and she's like oh I hate guys who are actually gay who are like still are going out with the bros when they're like older than 25 because they're not married and can't hold a relationship because they're still out partying and stuff mm, <laughs> yeah no it's like so ridiculous we're, she's we're amazing like, what what is going on here no. does she seem like a real person like on no, her she's account? real people know oh, her she's real. oh no no people know her yeah oh, people, I, know yeah, her? Yeah. people know her you guys people. know her you i don't know her once. oh he met her once <laughs> <laughs> yeah i feel like uh that definitely happens way more to people haters, who are like, man. yeah, the haters, you know, it's like, it's just, okay, we've been around so much. We have friends who are in the industry, so we, we understand, you know, we get it. Mm-hmm. But to people like that, who probably, you know, maybe she has friends, most likely not, but it's, it's hard for her to understand because she cannot empathize with anyone. Right. There's no one around her, you know what I mean? Lack of understanding. Yeah. Cause like for us, especially like you're a DJ, right? You want to produce like, I love music, too. You know, like, I love dancing. I can't dance without music, right? So, to me, I'm going out. I'm trying to enjoy music. To her, if you're over 25, you're going out. You're trying to creep on some young girls. Uh-oh. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. That's a like, limited mindset. That's a very limited mindset. But maybe that's what she's experienced. And right. that's all she knows. Her, her reflection of her trauma and what she's dealt with, right? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. there are guys like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That just go out to kind of creep on girls. That's true. So, uh, you know, speaking about that, since you have been throwing events now for almost a year, right? Mm-hmm. You saw October last year. Yes. Anniversary's coming up, right? Yes. Right, Ty. Congrats. Uh, have you ever noticed that in your events? In terms of pe- guys, guys being creeps? Because, I mean, you, you've attained a certain level of success now, right? Yeah. So, the more I, I feel like the more you're out there and stuff, people talk about you more. You know, That's People true. like trying to hate on you and be like, you know, this or that. So... There's, there's, that's, that's two like two different topics, right? Sure, sure, like, yeah. oh, creepy guys. Oh, absolutely, always. Yeah. I've definitely. Um, I'll, I'll try. I'll start with tapping this one first. All right, uh, a creepy experience I've had was when I was doing my residency at a food mall. This is like before I started doing club stuff. Yeah. This was during quarantine when I was just DJ at a place called Haven City Market. Shout out to Haven City Market in Fontana. Hey. Adrian's been there too. Um, not sponsored but, by them. <laughs> no, not sponsored. But there's a there's they have the regular people who come there eat there. Yeah. So there's a guy that was there came, and who just happened to be there, and then following that weekend I went to DJ there again. But he came. He followed me on Instagram that first night. Mm. Kind of messaged me and kind of had critiques about what I should do. So this is kind of a mix of creep and hater. Did he talk to you in person first, or he just um, followed you and then started talking? He just talking? followed me and started talking to me. Whoa! And then the yeah, following that- time I DJed, he was there again. I remember because I'm like, oh, he looks familiar from that Instagram. And he came up to us while I was cleaning, and he was like, "Hey, like, great DJ, blah blah." He's mm. like, "Where your groupies at?" I was like, 
Nah, bro, not what? the groupies, the homies. Like yeah. the homies are here. He's like, you can't fuck your, you can't fuck your homies. I was like, whoa, what? Whoa, bro. And then he started talking about like, yeah, I have like a three hundred wives and like. Oh, it was just really weird. Like I've definitely dealt with. That, and then he came another time, maybe a few months later, to my other gig yeah. um, at another space in the IE, and he like came up to me, gave me like Sour Patch candies. Oh, oh that's kind of nice. Then kind of walked away. Oh, oh, he didn't say anything. No. <laughs> Whoa. He, he was he was like walking around and stuff, and he was like, I saw. I was like, oh shit, I know that guy. He's been. He was like, kind of dangling around, like pushing chairs in while I'm DJ. I'm like, oh god, he's like gonna come what? up to me, and then like I'm. I'm not like a judgmental. I'd like to say I'm not judgmental, mm-hmm. and I, I know people can share their appreciation for things. But he just also has a past of saying really grotesque things to me mm-hmm. on Instagram too, in terms of like sending me his fantasies about like stuff. Wait, what? Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. What do you mean by his fantasies? Like fantasies, like I imagine you like in this dress and this, and I've. I've I just don't ignore him and I've I've ignored him and unfollowed him and stuff like that earlier on before that but yeah okay. and that's not the only thing I've definitely heard so, and like I'm pretty laid back so of course I don't have to respond and engage mm-hmm. with a lot of things I get but there's some crazy messages I get sometimes um, wow yeah yeah. I know, oh, I wait, wish, wait. So it's I wish, oh, I, I, wish uh, I prepared right. was yeah. it like a, like one of those German dresses like yeah no uh, like he was some like he, what do you call it? medieval dress. And slaying dragons and you and the, <laughs> and the dragon me. <laughs> and it's just you like some orgy shit. It was weird. Yeah. What the hell? Wait, how old is this dude? I don't know. Like probably twenty something, twenty five plus. What yeah. it, was he by himself every single time? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What ethnicity? I don't know. It maybe came off as like maybe Hispanic. Okay. Right. He, okay. He, and like to be quite frank, <laughs> doing, like, guys, forms of like this kind of awkwardness or like yeah. weird. E- like his EQ was just really off. Like he was yeah. a he's a nice looking guy. Yeah. Like he oh, so he looks normal. No, he looks good. Like he looked good, but his communication skills were just like really off the EQ levels. Yeah. Like making my friends uncomfortable, making me uncomfortable. My friends are like, "You're good. I'm good." That's crazy. Yeah, but like in terms of just back to the question of overall events, of course, the club scene is made for a lot of different reasons, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. People come out, they want to have a good time, they get drunk, they yeah. want to hit on other people, girls and guys equally. Because yeah. And these days, I don't want to just say it's just guys. Girls can be aggressive and can be uncomfortable <laughs> to men too. No cap, no kizzy. Yeah. Definitely. Fair, so like, you know, game. not to, yeah, not to, not to be um, one-sided, <clears throat> but yeah, dealt with some creepy guys before just trying to like hit on, you know, but it's, it's unfortunately a part of the industry for girls yeah. sometimes, especially 100%. when we try to we get cute for whatever reasons we want, and yeah. then guys just think it's okay to do certain things, and we have to. <laughs> it's like how do we? And sometimes they're really drunk, so how do we yeah. control and escalate situations and be mindful of like yeah. not trying to be aggressive, but also understand we need to set boundaries as females or just anybody, yeah. and not have to be just oh we just want to be nice and keep the peace. No, like if someone's fucking with your shit, like nah, bro, like this is not cool. Mm-hmm. And people like sometimes when you yeah. hold your ground, they will like oh my bad, you know what? Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. So exactly. don't you don't you don't like sometimes it's not out of malintent. But just like as a person on the other end, how do you set your boundaries very clearly and concisely when someone's trying to get at you or mm. do something? So how do you set your boundaries? This is something I've been working on definitely the past two months because I think like finding something like DJing that has inspired me to work so diligently. Mm-hmm. And like I feel like I'm so willing to make these sacrifices, not forcefully, but because I truly want to. But the result of that was uh, I was learning I was overworking myself. Um, so setting boundaries in the workspace 
was like realizing that I need to really sit down and define like what does my ideal day look like? Mm. Does my ideal life look like? And then and ask myself the question like, am I really, are my actions today working towards that? And then you have to face mm. the hard truth sometimes like, oh shit, that's not what's happening. Mm. And sometimes even answering the first question of like, what do I want in life is already hard as it is. But like for me, like creating tangible goals is really helpful in terms of my career right now. And then like the boundaries is like, going back to the topic of like picking and choosing my battles like a lot of things in the industry a lot of emotions will be heightened i'm not only djing now i'm like running parties now which is mm -hmm. and i'm trying to be a better businesswoman and there's a lot of things and like my whole business and just my whole investment in this dj career is emotional and it is all personal mm -hmm. but how do i separate my boundaries and understand that i'm not the only person in these arrangements in these transactions in these business partnerships so how do i make decisions on a, a more logical and emotional standpoint and respect my emotional side and uh, setting boundaries also means taking my time yeah. like take a step back and let myself feel things and then make not not feel um so so like needing to make sometimes my my high emotions something i've learned about myself is that when i'm high emotions i start trying to make decisions like oh i need to do this then because this happened oh, mm -hmm. i need to do this better but no like i'm doing this as a result of maybe exhaustion being super critical of myself because i care about everyone's experience that's happening yeah so how do i take a step back and be like okay no like everything has played out the way they did and setting a boundary is michelle you can think about this and thoroughly like you want to tomorrow with a better mindset so like, like treating yourself like just trying to treat yourself like you treat your best friends is how I've been trying to um, implement the whole like boundaries in my life better. And then when I and what I've noticed that I am having better energy to be more present with all my friends and all the things Got that it. I want to do, because what was happening with my overworking was that I was compromising quality. Oh. Mm -hmm. yeah. and that's just what happens when yeah. you're overexhausted. And, and there's something there's there's a difference between sacrificing to me versus compromising quality. Mm. And there's a line between that that can be crossed sometimes when you're overworking or you don't take a step back to progress track yourself and what where your direction is heading towards. Um, so those are a few things I do in regards to boundaries and in regards to in in real time boundaries, like in the club scene when I'm DJing, <laughs> it's just like really kind of like hey like excuse me, hey yo like you know. Yo, like this is not cool. Like, take a step back. Um, people who have come up to me, like, I've just learned, like, I can't just be nice, Michelle, all the time. Like, I need <laughs> yeah. to be like assertive. And I think as a woman, I'm still trying to unlearn that we don't have to be super, not necessarily submissive, but like we, like, there's always still, <laughs> there's always this energy of like, oh, oh, she's a bitch because she's like, no, I'm not no fucking bitch. Excuse me, like, it's, no, no, I'm you're not good, a bitch because I'm aggressive. Like, you're obviously crossing a boundary yeah. that is making me uncomfortable or messing with my vibe bro so like and if you can't take the time to step back and understand that you're doing that and be mad because you can't control yourself that's a you problem than me yeah. and this is yeah. or it's an incompatibility and that's something we can just agree to disagree on so it's a act up you don't get snatched up kind of thing <laughs> yeah i just don't have like these days i just don't have enough energy to exert more than i need to and that's something i've been trying to be acknowledgeable oh, yeah. like i will Step my point, and then I'll ignore if you can't be on the same page as me in terms of communicating what needs to be done for us to be on, the, on our Have like you had term, any like altercations where it's gone like you've obviously like been logical, been nice, and everything too, and they just keep going, and you'd be like, you know, has it gone to that point ever? Yeah, for okay. sure, for sure. I've definitely thing that goes kind of gears back into the topic of haters, yeah, mm. and like you just sometimes you people don't want to be on the same page as you in, in terms of conversing of something. I've had like girl's message a girl messaged me about like her boyfriend she thought i was trying to get at him and i was like Whoa, baby girl like ain't nobody trying to get your boy like you know it's a real thing like girls have the right to have their 
emotions and what they're dealing with with their partner i yeah. just don't agree how she came at me because she was like next time it's on site i was like Ooh. what <laughs> on site on no, site for sure for sure and i was like and i was like yo sis like respectfully ain't nobody was trying to get at your man like and that's facts like if i, if I really want your man like I wouldn't even want to try to get at your man because I respect that he's in a relationship. Oh. But at the end of the day, you also have to understand that people have different needs in their relationships. Yeah. And that was something that she needed for herself with him. So I didn't try. And that's, again, the boundaries. How do I not take things too personal mm. and acknowledge that like this is one thing happening right now and this sucks for me, but it's just like, hey, like I'm going to do what she needs because mm. like I don't need that right now. Yep. And I, I do want the best. Like, I love love. Like I don't yeah. want to be the problem oh. in someone's relationship. Mm. Um, so that was just, that's just one example of like, yeah, just a random shit I gotta do sometimes. <laughs> uh, so I mean, I kind of want to elaborate on that, that sure. event a little bit more. You said that she came at you saying that you want to randomly message me, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. Randomly mm-hmm. message. Do you remember her? I do. Do you remember mm-hmm. her? And I know him. her name. I know him too. Okay, so you know, I know them personally. Them personally. Like we're all friends. Oh, personally. I don't know. I've met her. Yeah, I met her a few times. Like because she was coming to because he's also a DJ. Oh, okay. okay and um, yeah, yeah. and I'm really cool with him. Yeah. We've messaged only very slightly back and forth because we had one of our first gigs together, like when we came back into the scene after COVID was together. Oh, nice. And like, I remember this, one of the messages that was last, I think was a result for him, was a result to her because I guess she looks through his messages. It was about like, um, I was just asking him to snowboard and then... But again, like it it is what it is. Like people have different needs. Snowboard, just you two or snowboard with a group? I just said, he posted a video about snowboarding. I was like, yo bro, like let's snowboard too. I love snowboarding. And I've snowboarded with a bunch of my homies before. Yeah. yeah. Um, But then in result, and it could have been a lot of different things on her. And I'm not saying it's just those messages. I'm not trying to like invalidate what she's feeling or anything. Like I'm just explaining like this is a situation that happens sometimes. A lot of these times actions and friendships get interpreted differently. Um, People feel intensely and act on them and so uh-huh. this is all, all in all is just like how do i contain my emotions when they're heightened and respond to these things as logical as possible and preserved as possible so mm. for so i have a question do you think that two people can go platonically snowboard together like let's say you you ask them hey you want to go snowboard <laughs> it's just you two going up there you know snowboard yeah, for a few sure. hours just the two of you okay for just sure. one just wondering dude just like what's up broski like okay. we just spend the gnar together like yeah. it is such a beautiful experience like it's it was not you know, and if she ever does or yeah. he sees this, I have mad respect for like yeah. it's shit. It's a shitty situation, but that's not my relationship. That's theirs to deal with. Yeah. And that was just something she needed for herself to feel. Because um, I've been in that place too. I have definitely been in a place yeah. where a girl and my ex at the time, you know, hmm. what he had told me about her made me uncomfortable, and yeah. I respectfully said, "Hey, babe, like." Because I know that knowledge, I would appreciate that you don't see her like that anymore. Very mature. Uh, so for my, sorry, I, I don't, I, I don't want like interrupt no but i am of course so uh i'm I'm curious like what is because like i know we're kind of talking about examples in like an abstract way Mm. but just to kind of hear it because i want to know why that's the case got it he told me hey babe i was hanging out with so-and-so and and she was trying to fuck oh (laughs) Oh, okay Uh, okay first of all okay you do not hang out with that person anymore i thought it was gonna be subtle but but i but i didn't it was like (laughs) Great, great job, babe. And then, mind you, me back then in a relationship, and that relationship particularly, like I was still growing and trying to be a really good girlfriend, understand what yeah. it means to be in a really beautiful, committed relationship. And so, but I was, and in, in that case, in that relationship, I was trying to be very understanding and patient, practicing those things that I may have lacked in the past. And so, like, you know, I appreciate him communicating those things with me 
funny story is that down the line, that's the her. same girl that was the reason why we ended up one of the reasons why Whoa. we ended up breaking called up. Called it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I would call this too the, the the one girl that DM'd her saying that, you know, she's trying to get her man. They're not gonna last either. If you guys are watching <laughs> this, I'm calling this. I'm calling this right now. Just and to let you know. If they had gone snowboarding, I would have said he would have made a move. Oh. Uh, it was it was mad respect to him. Like yeah, it wasn't yeah. even like trying to spit. Like I knew I yeah. met his girlfriend one of the first times I've DJed with him. Mm. Like I've tried to be I've tried and I, as a girl too, I tried to acknowledge my homie's girlfriends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like when they're when they got their DJ because I think I don't I think it's really hard to be in a relationship as a DJ as it is. Yeah. And I respect girlfriends <laughs> yeah. and or par- boyfriends who are with girlfriends that are DJs that yeah. are there, like trying to really support their their persons who's like the star of the night sometimes and they get a lot of attention sometimes so it really sucked when that played it played out that way but it's cool it's like yeah. we, we did what she asked something and i respected that yeah and yeah no fight so since no, then no, no, yeah. she, on site so i seen her again and it was an on site it was nice she, no it was on site <laughs> pussy <laughs> we, we actually talk chilling. about a lot about uh, like uh platonic relationships and friendships and like how men and women like you know we we both have different beliefs. <laughs> Respect. We talked about this before, where like I personally feel like you're gonna go snowboard someone for like ten hours, you two in the car, unless you guys have been homies from the jump, like from the start. Yeah, it's okay, you know. But if this is like someone who like you're not, you don't have that like foundation with who you've been friends for a mm. long time mm-hmm. and it's like you two are hanging out there's that like little like something something there it's not something that's like it's something abstract it's not something well defined is that so that's what I believe that's what I believe that's what I believe <laughs> so you just get bitches right no, I'm just yeah. kidding yeah. every, oh, every yeah. platonic you friend yeah. Yeah. Wow. I'm, I'm just kidding Mario's <laughs> that kind of guy Mario's that bitch I just, I just think it's, I just feel the sexual tension with every girl I meet. oh yeah there's always a chance. There's always a chance. I just, I just Couldn't believe it's, it's very difficult for two, two like uh, single people to be platonically friends. You That's know? what you feel. That's what I think. That's wow. what I think. Like eight, out of, eight out of ten times. Eight His out of ten experience times. Also. Right. Eight, eight out of ten, ten times. Eight, eight out of ten, ten, ten girls times, too for him. This is a totally made up number. Do you, totally do you have number. any homegirls? I, I have so many. Uh, homegirls. Only two out of the ten are homegirls. That you haven't fucked. The majority of my friends are platonic women. Who are married or in long-term relationships? Um, but if they were single, no, you'd have sexual attention. No, because I have I have a foundation with them where I've been friends with them right, for right, so right. long. Where it's so like, no new friends. So we're new friends. Okay, <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Yo, I'm, I'm, mar- I'm married. I'm married. Oh, okay. <laughs> married to the game. Oh, okay. uh, <laughs> Peter is the complete opposite of me. Like I could be. I'm actually majority like platonic friends with all my friends who are women. Like yeah. hun- Like I don't. I can't think of like any that. I really wasn't with. No, yeah, not not really, any at all. Like, yeah, we're all just friends for the most part. I feel like the women that I end up in, I've only been in three relationships. Maybe. Four, four. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I forget about her sometimes. <laughs> but you know, it's, uh, it's it's always like it always starts with like um, me trying to be friends but they always express themselves in a different way i'm like oh it's not we're not they're not trying to be friends you know what i mean yeah and then i'm and i'll ignore the signs for a while and mario will call me stupid a couple times because okay. he'll be like dude she's obviously trying to get with you i'm like right. nah she's not he's like why the fuck she lay in bed with you and i'm like i don't fucking know <laughs> she was tired why did she, she take off her clothes why the fuck <laughs> you go to bed? it was really hot <laughs> so it's like maybe i'm a little oblivious but at the same time i think it just 
works out better for me, the person that I am, because I don't really pursue anything like most of the time. I, like, you know, wow, like I said, what a I cool go, guy. Yeah, yeah. I think we're know, both at, doesn't like, have to pursue. <laughs> <laughs> I try not, you know what I mean? Wow, what a life. It, well, I think we're both at these like extreme edges right like here. That. You know, He's both that at bitch. each edge. I get you both a bitch. <laughs> Must be nice. But there is that thing where like, oh, so our, on the last episode we had, we had live therapy where we had, because Peter finds it sometimes difficult to tell a girl that she's cute, you know? Because he's, he like, where he like, believes the complete opposite of me where it's like oh no we're all just friends like sometimes it gets hard for him to like you know like actually like flirt with someone right you know yeah and we had we had our we had a homie here and she sat down and we we're like peter tell her she's cute <laughs> tell her she's cute you know he had to do it it took mm-hmm. him a little bit you know he's struggling but he did it good, good job thank peter. you thank you hey, we you celebrate I mean? those hey. do it again tell her what she's cute fuck tell her she's cute <laughs> tell her she's cute he uh, said, bro, why? We really on, did it last time. <laughs> it's our new segment. Oh, it's going to be our new segment. Hey. <laughs> Every time. Hey. Tell her she's Michelle, cute. You're looking cute today. Thank you. Right. Thank you, Peter. You as well. This, this took five minutes last time. With the two chains. This took five yeah. minutes last time. You know what looked really cute, though? Mario with some cat ears, I feel Stop. like. I actually have cat ears. Mario. You have cat ears? I do have cat ears. Close your eyes, please. Close your eyes. Close your eyes. Keep your eyes closed. Okay, okay. <laughs> why do you have these <laughs> I, i'll take it right i'll take it okay I'll maybe I, I bought extra for the office <laughs> when you're feeling when you're feeling a little when you're feeling a little catty everyone d- just like it's you debate me if you think but like everyone looks so much cuter a little bit with cares why like, would i fight you on this you can't look at look at peter like, right you now you look so cute <laughs> Honestly, the red with the green, your little Christmas cat. Like, yeah, I love it. Peter looks so adored. Everyone's so adored right now. And his lights up. It's so cute. You got the best one, though. I, like one. No, I haven't seen it. I'm not going to look at it till later. Yeah, you, you'll find out what you look like later. <laughs> All right, let, let, let's get back on topic. Let's talk about cool. haters. Oh, oh haters. Yeah, yeah. yeah, let's talk about your what haters. What about haters? This is oh, a special haters. episode dedicated to all of Michelle's haters. Let's go. <laughs> if you are a hater, let's talk about it, baby. Right. Like, yep. let's go into it. You wanna like maybe it's a misunderstanding, right? Oh, um, it's, the, it's the, you changed your voice. Oh, did I? Yeah, is that the seducive voice? <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, is that what you think it is? No, I don't, you tell me. Are you feeling a little seducy? Are you tell me. Seducy. <laughs> you tell me. <laughs> you your your voice went down an octave, so I'm like, oh. I got a bassy voice, first of all. Hey, how you doing? What about haters? Okay, so, so wait, wait, so. Oh, my bad. I had a question. Okay. It is also about haters, but, you know, I just want to put things into context because oh, you've yes. been DJing for two years, right? Seriously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? And since then, you've you've done a lot. Now, through your own events, you've uh, played at a Rising's event, right? Yes. Oh, that's sick. So, you're, you're getting out there and you're, like, kind of moving pretty quick. Thank like, you. Yeah, it's, like, well-deserved because I see the hustle. I see the grind. But you're more so with that kind of quick rise to the top, mm-hmm. like there's gonna be a lot of people who feel like, in a way, you kind of don't deserve it, right? Because there's mm-hmm. gonna be people who's like, she's only been in the game for two years, mm-hmm. like what the hell? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I've been doing this shit for ten years. Right. I'm an OG. Mm-hmm. So can you explain like how you feel like seeing people talk about you like that? Like just, just mm-hmm. you know, their direction. Obviously, you want them to do well, right? Like sure. five, ten years. Like yeah, you've been in the game. I hope that you get there. Right. But you're not, and I am sorry. Right. Right. So, right. so how do you deal with that? I've definitely heard sentiments of that from yeah. like conversations. Um, I think one of the lessons that I teach myself all the time is like to stay in my own lane. Mm. Like, I think it's easy to like, 
there's a lot of noise, right? How do yeah. I stay focused in a world full of distractions and opportunities, right? So I can either hyper-focus on people that want to talk about me who don't even have the time to try to get to know me on a personal level mm. or nor want to, and or put my time into loving something that deserves my energy. Mm. And like when it comes, when it has came to certain people, there have been moments where I, I like it got to a point where I had to confront certain people, really? a particular person, because I was just getting numerous amount of numerous that were rumors that were coming from this person, and I literally had to confront them and be like, "Hey," and then even that conversation was not really productive. Really, not on not I wouldn't say from mine because I really wanted to have a position and be like, "Hey, why are you saying these things? This who is this third person you're even talking about?" Please put them in the group chat so we can acknowledge these situations. Oh, like okay. I'm, I'm super. I would like to say I'm pretty decently confrontational, especially. <laughs> decently I like that. Decently <laughs> confrontational. Yeah, I would identify myself as decently confrontational like, like, too. I like. Yeah, it's like I, if you want to talk your shit, like for the like now you're like really spreading things and you're causing my friends to confront me about these things and mm. you're putting my friends in these situations that that are putting their name out in, improperly too. Like. There has to be a point where I have to put some respect on my own name, which yeah. is a nuisance a lot of the times. I'm like, why do I have to sit here and deal with your bitch ass trying to sit there and put my name down? Like, And my lesson with that, like, not to sound big or anything or like big head, is that winners focus on winning and losers focus on winners. Yeah. And like in, okay. in my case, it's like, baby girl, like I'm not even in your lane right now. I'm not even trying to like, I'm, what is what I'm doing fucking with your life? Yeah. And mm -hmm. the things that she was saying, it was just very like, paradoxical like you're talking about you don't want to oh you don't want to even do this but you care about your friends but bro like you're the one who's starting all these problems you're the one who's coming to to these people saying that these rumors exist but you're just creating them um and you know you're making it bigger versus just confronting me like hey this is your problem with me yeah you're involving all these people who don't have to be involved um and yeah but um what's your question again <laughs> <laughs> No, I was just wondering how you deal with situations <laughs> no. like that. And obviously, you yeah, confronted right, 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 her. Right, you, right. You, you talked <laughs> to her about it, right? Some people put in like shame to the name. but Pick and choose your battles. Yeah. Like, do you think Beyonce has time to deal with all her fucking shit? Someone told me that one day. She's like, they're That's like, good advice. does Beyonce deal with all her? Does she talk to everyone who's trying to talk to her every day? No, she can't. Yeah. So, like, with the current life I'm like working towards, I'm acknowledging. Oh shit! There's a lot of things that come with it. A lot of people are trying to have conversations and do business, uh, or ask for uh, advice, or just admire or share love. And I appreciate that. And there's haters, but like I, it is what it is. Like much like pray for the haters is what I used to say. Oh, like just yeah. like I, mean, I think being a hater is a unfortunate state of mind yeah. for sure, right? Like definitely. It's just it's like I've been a hater like. I've been, I'm like, I say I've been a hater. I've been a hater mentality before, and really? it's, an, it's an unhealthy mindset. I think oh. when it came to like me and my partners and a reflection oh. of insecurity, and the people that they were like my partner who was talking to that girl, yeah. yeah. And I, but I had to take a step. I'm like, that's not her. I should be hateful for. That's the boundaries that he's not respecting of me. Ooh. And I was a hater of that. I was like, that's babe, normal, like, I'm out here trying to like prepare myself to have a long distance relationship with you. Yeah. Oh yikes. And then, like, you want to, but then that's just life, right? You that's normal, though. That's a growing pain in a relationship. Changes. Yeah, no, 100%. I feel like that's actually super common because when you think about it, here is all the time. Like, a significant other, they, they're going to talk about some other person, right? And if that person cheats, you're always like, 
fuck the other person, not your significant other, but your significant other is the person one who cheated. cheated. No, fuck both of them. But, what are you yeah, about? but it's very common to be like, oh, fuck no. that chick. You know, oh, you I mean, don't like, know. Whatever. So, like, fuck that guy. Whatever. It, I hear it all the time. And I'm like, wow, that's weird because no, the person that's weird. is the one who allowed it if to anything, happen. I, might, I think it'd be the opposite for me. Like, that person, like, logically, whatever. It would but be. It's, my person, it's my person who cheated. Fuck them. Yeah. Logically, that would yeah. be the case, right? And that's why, mm. like, I mean. But not, uh, yeah, humans are emotional. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And not, it's not always a logical thought to, like, do that, right? So yeah. that's why when you said that, I was like, okay, that, you know, I've, I've heard that a couple times from a lot of people. So it is normal that it's like that. But definitely, logically, it should be your significant other that's fucking yeah. shit up. So right. I wouldn't consider like what you said right now, like as being a hater mentality. Not when it comes to a relationship. At least when a relationship, I see that as growing pains. Like you're learning your own insecurities. You're learning where to be confident. You're learning like and making mistakes as you go. That's completely normal. Right. That's totally the process of being of dating, being in relationships, yeah. going from one to the next one, and just like learning as you go. I think there's a different mentality when you're that and when you're hating on someone's like success or career, right. you know, and having mm. that mentality there. Right. Like, and I like that Beyonce thing, you know, it's like, it's a WWBD. What would Beyonce do? Right. <laughs> I love that. What, true, true. Yeah. That's I guess, how I live my life. <laughs> I guess when I was talking about hatefulness, I guess it's just when I acknowledge it as an attitude. I get what oh. she's saying too. I, yeah. I, I definitely understand because like I've had definitely exes who were like, did not like certain girls just because like they didn't like them. You know, they're just like, like oh, f- fuck her. Like she's trying to get at you or whatever. And I was like, Really, she's not. She's being nice, but maybe again, I'm just being oblivious. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so maybe they they're valid. I have no idea. But, right. but even then, I'm just like, damn. Like you feel so negatively about it. You gotta say it like that. Like fuck that bitch. And oh I'm like, damn. Damn. That that's exhausting. To, yeah. like, feel it like can that be. Awful. Yeah. 100%. But it's like certain things can just cause those kind of emotions. Oh yeah, definitely. Like that's what sometimes even, for example, haters. The what I believe my hater that I'm referring to in terms of the person that was spreading rumors that I had to confront. <laughs> What's that? You can name them. We'll just bleep I'm it out. Fine. I'm good. <laughs> Spill the tea. Uh, I think that she was definitely coming with the intentions to like personally like bring me down and like yeah. put me in a position to be hated by a lot of people. I don't feel. I feel like I don't. I, I deal with haters like as of the past year, mm-hmm. like I did during that time. But I think it's because I I just try to like feed the world and what everything I do with love and like it sounds cheesy Aww. but it's not like I've acknowledged myself when I've been in a hateful mentality and I think it is very exhausting Yeah, and I've told myself I've tried my best like wh- wh- why hate I don't want to even use that word in my vocabulary like what mm. is there like what th- what are the things I hate right now I don't I mean I hate like really racist people for sure but even then that's nothing like I'm personally dealing with like on yeah, yeah on like, a daily yeah. basis right? and like in, in the relationship <laughs> that hate or that anger came from him hurting me mm. but like that that growing pain in result was like learning how to learn how to be more patient and kind with myself mm. and and be patient with that feeling and not not mm, ignore it like as humans we're all we go through all these emotions and hate is nothing to be like afraid of no nope. feeling right? a, tool. a lot of ha- things have in our life that we don't expect that causes to hate someone does something wrong to my mom i fucking hate like that oh my god mm-hmm. yeah. i'll kill someone for oh, my yeah. mom but yeah. um yeah, trying to live like in this very chaotic life. How do I like preserve peace? Feed with peace, feed with love, feed with love. and it's hard sometimes. This industry is pretty fun, crazy sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> it's nuts. So when you when you feed, when I've learned that I've been feeding love, like no one, I can never not win. Yeah, no, in I'm these like I agree battles, with that. I agree with that. either I, I, either we do something about it or move on in our trajectory, our trajectories, and 
No, I see it as moving with intention. Like I, I uh, read this thing a long time ago where it's like um, there's steps you can take to move with intention in your life with like peace and like love and positivity. Mm-hmm. And not uh, at least mine was not as much love but more positivity where it's like stop talking shit about people. Like just stop gossiping in right. general. Mm-hmm. You know, you do that and every time you catch yourself like create a mark, create like some kind of note where mm-hmm. you remember like you talk bad about this person. Just make a note. And over time you stop. You stop and mm-hmm, you, just, mm-hmm. you do these little practices and you just start to move with like intention in terms of like positivity and peace and like what does it matter to you what somebody else is doing? What does yeah. it matter like what's going on in somebody else's life? Like focus on yourself and what you're doing and what the kind of vibe that you're putting out into the world. Mm-hmm. And it makes such a difference in like your own like happiness, like your own like sense of like self-worth and like fulfillment. You just, when you don't care about other people's like lives, and not in like a bad Bad way where it's just like yeah. you know i hope you're doing good I, ho- I wish you good i wish you peace i wish you love but i'm focusing on mine and you don't even think about them yeah. your life is just so much happier you're mm. so much better all right so you were talking earlier about how you make guidelines for yourself right when you're at events when you're djing stuff like that and you also gave us that example of the guy like uh doing weird ass shit yeah. and what not to do Right? Yeah, don't give her sour gummies. Yeah, don't give her sour gummies. What the fuck why would you do that fucking weirdo but anyways I, I like the sour gummies i mean that's fine but he's, he's still weird for it. But aside from that, like, what would you say is the appropriate way to approach? Appropriate way? Hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, there's a lot of different ways. That's like subjective, right? And that's subjective on the person and their intentions approaching that person or mm-hmm. approaching me. I think maybe the, I, I'd say, not necessarily ideal, but one way to approach me mm-hmm. or approach a girl is as being like, just like think of respect, let that word mm. like lead your intentions. Like, I'm trying to respect you, baby. Like, like hey, like and then like just introduce yourself. Try to be as like like intentional as possible. Like try to make a memorable experience and not just think mm. with the format. Oh, I'm trying to get in her fucking pants, you know. <laughs> and like and sometimes that works for people because sometimes girls are trying to fuck too. Like that's that's a that's their that's their own experience Facts. as well. But in terms of for me, I think if you're trying to make a memorable statement and have a good like first uh what's that word called first impressions yeah like, hi look me in the eye introduce yourself be a gentleman gentleman is like ge- gentleman like gentleman oh like mm. being a gentleman is, is so fire being respectful is still res- like you can like well, i'm just saying like being a respectful man <laughs> being a gentleman trying to you know be intentional about all each experience that you're sharing with that person with me mm. hey from the the moment we meet you're gonna send an, a really good impression but if you're like what's up baby girl like damn you so fucking fun like i'm trying to eat that ass it's like bro, oh like that's like it's like that's like 24th base bro chill like, oh, um but that's also that's also different for every other girl sometimes true. yeah true. but for me it's just like can you look me in the eye do you have a sense can you hold a sense of confidence that doesn't sound over egotistical mm. you know we don't like an overconfident guy too oh. much of anything can be just you know? yeah like if i come pulling like any anything too much of anything is sounds like eh. mm. um but those are just a few characteristics i'd say that are um attractive to me confidence yeah. respect gentlemen um cannot can like just have a decent conversation yeah about cool things so you said that you know wait, make wait, it wait. memorable right oh go ahead hi i'm mario hi michelle respectfully you have great bad ears <laughs> <laughs> perfect Per meow thank you perfect. and see that was something like he's he's not trying to be all up in my shit already okay. like don't like 
You don't have to always come off too strong and think、mm. about what comes off too strong. Like sometimes guys don't know what comes off too strong too. So if you're a guy or a girl who's trying to flirt with somebody, like there's no rush. No、there's、rush. No, you want to get good walk, bro. Like good planning, good prep, good vibes. Oh, okay. So don't ask to eat ass right off the bat. I mean, God, teach their it, own. Damn it! <laughs> you want to take a risk? Go ahead, by all means. But like,、Whoa. for me, you want you want fuck first comes up. I'm like, bro, chill. Good night. You're you're done. So dick pics no go. No, thank you.、Uh, Have you had that、okay. experience? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like some some those, what do you call those messages? They go to the general messages or they get like like message requests on yeah, Instagram. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sometimes I have to check those because sometimes it's business related. Yeah. Or an inquiry.、Hmm. Sometimes I'll be like, damn, Asian baby girl. Asian Damn, baby I'm trying to、girl. fuck with that okay, Asian. Little, like, no, little, it's okay. It it's real though. It is very super fitted, but. So is it a lot? Is it a little? Like how? What would you say the amount of dick pics you've sent have been? I've definitely never sent a dick pic before. No, no. Oh, sorry, sorry. sorry. <laughs> you received, <laughs> you received. received. <laughs> because this guy received, <laughs> received. On the man, other、received. hand, would you say less than ten or more than ten? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Like in my life. Um. Sh- sure. Probably like less than ten. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah. 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 I think I think we can measure the amount of somebody's like success by the amount of dick pics they send. Wow! So when、uh, you get to a certain level, you you can come back on the show and be like, "Hey guys, I got more than ten now." Yeah. <laughs> You've gone wow!、Too. What is your subjective、uh, perception of what success is? <laughs> Wowzers! I know. Yeah, you mentioned one of the things that the guys should do is make it memorable, right? I know you said that word like two or three times. That's my word. I like that word. Yeah, memorable. So it's a, it's so, a really important word currently for me. Okay, that's good. And I think because you said make it memorable, what was the most memorable experience that you've had someone approaching you? Bars have been set high. Set high, really? Well, well, at least over time. Uh huh. Like, okay. There have been compliments that have been very like, wow, that's a pretty decent compliment. Sure. Unfortunately, share. I'm I can't I can't think and remember exactly how they went, <laughs> but um. I think one of them that was a impactful compliment、mm. was like, "I wish I could paint you and have this memory of you forever,、oh. or some shit." Honestly, I try to hold my ground and at a place where it's like I'm not. I try to emit an energy that's not like I'm not trying to be approached like that right now. Okay. Like I love being in my space. I'm not saying I'm close-minded to it, but like、yeah. I come into my workplace. Not saying that like I love DJing, but like I'm not here to like. I'm not really interested in like being flirted with. Because、mm. um, you're working. But, I'll, I'll,、yeah. but I'm down to have conversations. Yeah. I guess maybe that also comes with the trauma of dealing with people who aren't really like memorable, and people who are trying to spit game. Who I'm just, I'm. It's not even that they're the problem. Yeah. I'm just not. I'm just not in in a place to like be interested in that kind of conversation. Like a guy was trying to like talk to me, and I'm like, look, bro, I'm not interested. Respectfully, that's、mm-hmm. it. Oh, that's not your headspace right now, pretty much, right? <laughs> It's just hard to feel comfortable having those kind of experiences in the club for me right now, because, and it's not that I'm closed-minded again, but no、yeah. one like it's. I'm just saying, like, yes, no, yeah, no, I, I, I have no interest feeding into that, to just like, end up telling him the same thing I would have told him in the beginning. I'm not really interested. Yeah, you feel like it's like, the, the、yeah. place, like where you're do what you're doing because you're currently working and DJing and stuff. Do you feel like that's the wrong space for you? Not necessarily wrong space. It's just a space that I'm not interested in right now. Yeah. Like、mm. if a guy comes off with the energy that they're trying to spit, 
I'm just not interested. Like I already have enough messages to keep track of, whether yeah. it's business related, trying to talk to my current friends that I'm already lacking my ability to manage my time, like trying to incorporate them in my current lifestyle, mm. which is also a sacrifice that comes with like what I'm doing right now. Yeah. So a little like, I, so like that's the bottom of my interest is meeting new people mm. with that intention of knowing that they just want to spit at me. Yeah. Because yeah. I know that I'm not really interested in dating it in the first place. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. Respectful. So it's not like, you know, people can have that space. I'm not shaming on that. It's just no. like, no personal thing no i feel you i I get what mario was saying too you know like whenever i do events like that's like a work thing you know know? you're just like you you're you're so many so many priorities everyone's experience is is so important right now and then someone trying to spit like hey baby girl i'm like baby boy i'm are you having a good time cool and also i'm not trying to say like oh fuck that like or shaming them like i'm here to like be there for everyone yeah and especially when i'm throwing events but like that goes back to boundaries right how do you set boundaries and also read the room respectfully too. Like you don't want to assume too hastily yeah. as well. Like I've been trying to learn how to not be judgmental and assume certain things too quickly. Yeah, I can be. You can be nice to everybody and still have boundaries. Hundred percent. Yeah, it's exactly how I approach it too. You know, like for me, it's kind of like, yeah, I, I am having an event. We are drinking. We are having a good time. But I am not trying to talk to anyone. You know, like, and that's something that's very common because, like, I feel like with my friends, they would always be like, "Oh, you should talk to this girl." I'm like, "Bro, I'm literally working right now." You know, like, I, you gotta understand. I think for both of you, you guys have this kind of perspective where, like, you're doing these things in your life, right? And so this, like, romance in a sense, like, is at the bottom. Mm-hmm. You know, because you are focused on like your career, you are focused on your goals and your dreams that you're like focusing on right now. So anything and your friends and everything else. So like this part, that aspect of your life right now, that that's at the bottom. Yeah. You know, and you're willing to sacrifice that and like not play into it. We're like, yeah, you see instances where like, yeah, like of course there's maybe a chance here. Or, like, yeah, they're kind of cute, whatever. But it's like I'm so focused doing everything else. Like I don't have time for this. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. No, it makes sense. Hundred percent. Hmm. I wouldn't say that romance is necessarily on the bottom of my. Mm. I'm definitely like I love love, but uh, it's hard to like. That's also something related to like how am I basing my priorities? But yeah, I would say like romance and relationship wouldn't be my top priority. But I wouldn't say it's at the bottom. Mm. Okay. Okay. I mean, it's your goals right now, your dreams that it's at the top right now, right? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, for sure. Yeah, yeah. for sure. But doesn't mean like if I, if that person does come, that's worth my time. Because being in a relationship, if you can find someone that is respectful to what you're going through, like there's such Only thing as healthy better. relationship and and being in and and also pursuing your shit, um, and balancing both. And I, I I love being in relationships. If I'm being honest with you, mm. but right now it's just not in my in my space. But I'm definitely not close minded to having someone that supports me. And someone I can rely on because sometimes it is really lonely in this space. Mm. We love a simp. I'm I'm a fucking simp. I'm a fucking simp for sure. But Damn. also also knowing that commitment is a real thing and like being in a relationship again for me is like I trust this person with my heart. I trust they trust me with their heart. I trust myself with their heart. And that's just something you got to like really take a lot of time to build and in terms of respect, trust, and all that stuff. So you heard it here, guys. If you want to hit on Michelle, you have to come at her respectfully. Respectfully. <laughs> she loves that simp energy. <laughs> yeah. Gentlemen. Be a gentleman. And like cats. So, I mean, I know it sounds like right now where you're at, you seem very, like, I would almost say, like, stoic, like, very at peace, mm-hmm. right? Because it sounds like you Thank have you. gone through some. Yeah, of course, of course. Anytime. You had gone through some stuff before with your, your ex. And right now, you're just trying to, like, figure out where you need to be, right? So uh, I'm curious like 
with what happened to you in the past, what would you look for now in a person? In a relationship? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Thinking a partner, an ideal partner. So this means that I've, so like my, my path in terms of my strategy, in terms of partner mm-hmm. looking, building something that's open and friendship wise mm. like learning that about like green flag activities always <laughs> really though yeah, like really no. though like there's 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 been things in my past that are red flag and green flag and passion and love and feeling good and physical stuff like it feels so good sometimes it's easy to feed off that yeah. as young women and men right mm-hmm. but now it's like over time as i've been been in multiple relationships it's like breakups are just so fucking exhausting <laughs> Yeah. And so it's just like, how and so, sir, <laughs> go on. <laughs> so how do I be like the next one I'm going to be with is going to be a real one. Oh. And I want to be a real one for that person too. And I want to be as and loyal and there for them and committed. Cause that's what a relationship is, right? We want yeah. commitment. And that word is so, I don't want to say sensitive these days, but at least for me, like, I know what it takes for for me to be in a committed relationship, and what I'm looking for is someone who can provide longevity, who can and be who can be patient with what I'm going through right now. Mm. I have goals that I know that are tangible, and that I really want to 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 get to. Yeah, and it takes a lot of understanding and time to like sit down and understand me. Like I need like understanding me is hard. <laughs> <laughs> Understanding me takes a lot of patience. And like, at least for myself, I know that like I'm a very like, I have a lot of characteristics that can be hard to manage sometimes when you're trying to love somebody mm. um, because I have so many priorities. And in a relationship, sometimes the person can want to have a lot of attentions towards them, but I have a lot of attention for my family. Mm. I have a lot of priorities for my career. And if someone can provide that patience for me and be there for me and trust me, um, and likewise, and if I can do that same back, that's what I'm looking for. I, like wow. relationship, like if I'm be, like I, it's gonna take time for me to even fathom that because I want to oh, go wow. through a get to knowing stages. Like yeah. back then, I used to advocate for like someone you've known for two weeks can have better intentions than no someone you've known for two years, right? Yeah. Oh, wow. and that's true. That can be true, but in the relationship you know, mind state, like, nah, bro, I need a few fucking months with you (laughs) and let's go through some turmoil and see how you handle when you don't get what you want and likewise and see how we handle those things um, cohesively and then we can make judgments. Okay, cool. I want you to meet my family. I'm ready Mm. to build that relationship and not just with me because being in a relationship with me is not just me. It's with my family. It's with my friends. It's with my goals. It's my career because I'm not going to change that and sacrifice that for anyone anymore, you know? Mm. And that's something that a partner has to understand and that's something I want to fully feel genuinely for my partner. I want to inspire them. I want them to inspire me. Oh, wow. Yeah. Some high standards. (laughs) I like it. You can have all these guys who watch this episode be like, hey, I'm the one. Like, I can, I can, yeah. I can be patient, baby. Now respectfully. Know approach. <laughs> I'll be a gentleman for you, respectfully. <laughs> I'll wait for you. Damn. Okay. So, I mean, yeah, that's a blueprint. She's spelling it out for you guys. <laughs> Literally telling you how. Out. Okay. Yeah. I mean, crazy. Because, like, what I'm trying to uh, ask you right now is because obviously that's what you want, like, to be at peace, something that works with your life, everything flows right that's that's kind of what you're looking for but i'm curious as to like what were the crazy parts of relationships that you went through because you said that sometimes <laughs> there's some turmoil you gotta go through before you know this thing works out so i'm curious what kind of turmoil have you experienced that 
you could tell us about. Yeah. I think something I can acknowledge about my past that I could have been more mindful about was how did I acknowledge certain red flags and green flags and what mm. did I do about them. Um, so one of my partners, again, like earlier I talked about how like certain things can feel so good and then things just kind of end up being, you end up in this like situation where you're in a relationship but mm. nothing has been clearly discussed, nothing oh. has been, t- no, expectations have, haven't been clearly discussed um so in result of that i dealt with having a partner that this guy followed hella random girls on instagram and this is the same guy i talked about who like ended up yeah yeah having like the girl that had issues with she came up again and as a as a result was like a red flag yeah um hmm hmm red flags oh man i had a partner in the past where like I had to call the police. What? Yeah, um, and that's the crazy thing that you do with that. And then I look back at the relationship. There's a lot of different ways I could have approached that connection better in terms of avoiding a very like surface level commitment. And and what I'm saying is that like we met very briefly. We didn't really build a friendship prior mm-hmm. to versus again other outside of the online presence. And he took me to one of my first raves. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then. This is a while ago or? This is like, oh, shit. (laughs) It was like last month. (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) This is getting a little technical. (laughs) Hey. Um, Long story short, I got really, uh, I would say almost addicted to the rave scene. Oh, Oh, wow. Because it was when I first started. Yeah. We do a few drugs or whatever. Right. And he loves the real thing. Um, and then it got to a point where I wanted to start selling drugs. Oh, wow. Started selling Molly through him. Um, through and him. then, oh, shit. um, but over time I realized like, I don't, I don't want to do this relationship anymore. This doesn't feel right for me. It was a long distance relationship, but it was a breakup that took six months. Jesus. Um, Wait, how, what? How, how did it take six months? And when so, were the cops called? So, uh, I tried to break up with him after six months in our relationship. So heart summer is mm-hmm. where we kind of started our relationship. Mm. December is when the last um, rave was, New Year's. And I realized, like, this is not for me. This is not healthy. I was trying mm. to just consult with some of my friends and discuss an out, um, soundboard on, like, what is real love, right? We're, in relationships, we're still learning what real love mm-hmm. is yeah. and defining what that is for us. Um, I realized this is not what's healthy for me. Try to break up with him. A few, a few weeks later, he called me and said that the police and department called him. Uh, regarding our conversations via text about uh, the drugs. What the, what yeah. the fuck? How? How, how, I don't know. Well, that's fucking insane. Little did I know, a few months uh, into that, he's trying to be there for me through that process. I, I went to rave with our mutual friends because I was still friends with them. And I was like having fun with my friends and he was in Vegas because we were broken up already. Mm-hmm. I was just vibing with my homegirls, you know, here a kiss here or there a little bit. You know, it's it's, it's 2016, we're vibing. And then he messages all our friends and it's like and just super mad at everyone, super mad at me. Uh, we get a phone call from him and I'm just like trying to handle the situation. And I confirm like, yo, bro, is this fucking shit about the police even real? And he he admitted he's lying. <gasps> yeah, so he was lying about that situation. Jesus Christ. And then that's like maybe the second month in our breakup. And then throughout that time it's been a mix of fake messages, fake phone calls, trigger warning. Um, 
a, a text message that he committed suicide <gasps> and me What calling him hell? and him saying, look, you care about me still. Like, this was like some movie shit. And I was like, this is, this is happening to me right now. I got fake text messages about threats, about hacking me or finding me where I live. That was the last straw right, right after I finished the year with my friends. I was yeah. walking to our dorms. I remember it very vividly. I was getting those text messages. I called this person. They're like, and long story short, that led into like, you sound like a really nice girl. I'm sorry. He took our phone, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yo, what? what's the police office? They handled it. They asked me if I want to do um, a straining order. Straining order. They texted, they called me. They said, He's not going to bother you anymore because they called him. And he didn't bother me after that. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. That's intense. Dude, that's that was a very like, short version yeah. of that story, but that was like one of the craziest ex stories. Yeah, wow. that sounds insane. Holy <laughs> crap. I like When you went into depth about everything, like the police thing, and then to only for you to go to the police in for reals, right? And to do that, I was like, holy shit. I did not think the story was going to pan out. You're just trying to hold on. Yeah. Know. But also... When you said that he just stopped, I was like, well, I'm surprised about that too. Because usually it sounds like those kind of people will go very, very far to get Who what knows, they want. Right? Maybe yeah. he's still waiting. I did see him at a rave once oh. and I had PTSD and started running. It was really crazy. Holy I saw shit. him. We locked eyes. I was like, whoa, oh. I gotta get the fuck out of here. That was really crazy. Damn. That guy? But Latino I hope he's guy. doing better. <laughs> like, love is love. Love takes people on some crazy experiences and like needs and like, you know, that relationship was built off of not the healthiest base. Mm -hmm. Foundation. Form, foundation, yeah. And that was a, le a learning experience for me and him and hopefully like we both learn from it. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, like I say, I've been fucking insane before <laughs> for sure. Yeah, you've been crazy. <laughs> yeah, but I'm definitely chilled out now, you yeah. know, through my years, you know, yeah. gained a little bit of wisdom. Right. But I mean, I don't take back the stuff that I've done like because they're not super bad thankfully <laughs> but they were enough for me to be like damn what the fuck was i thinking mm. you know because now i i hear it from other people and i try to come from a place of uh non-judgment you know because right. i'm like oh that's kind of crazy but you know like hopefully they learn they get past it and you know i i feel like uh in general relationships are kind of like like stepping stones yeah it sounds terrible 100%. no but, no it's, but it's like sound terrible it does not I think some people think it's kind of like, oh, well, on to the next type of thing. You know, it's so simple like that. And it's like, they, when you say a milestone, it sounds like they, like, uh, or a stepping stone, it sounds like the person's not cherished. You know, it's kind of <sighs> like, okay, them next, them next, you know. But I do think that as long as you come out of a relationship better, that that relationship works. So I hear all the time where people say, like, oh, uh, are you still with whoever's? And the usual answer, if they're not, is, oh, it didn't work out. But I think relationships work out if you gain something for it, if you yes. become a better person. So it did work out. We're just not together. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I feel like, yes, they are stepping stones, but they're required to be in your life in order for you to meet the other person because you become a better person from that relationship, then you will only meet better people from there or people that work with you better. Dude, that's 100% right. Like yeah. I, I have a friend, one of, my, one of my best friends. He's much younger than me. And like he's like, oh, like, heart romantic you know he wants he loves love he wants to be in love and stuff you know like but like i told him like hey you have to like go through these relationships you have to have these experiences and build on them you know each person that you date will teach you something different each person that you date like it could be the one it could totally be the one you know it doesn't have to be a stepping stone but there's considered a stepping stone after the fact you know mm -hmm. you have to go and put yourself out there because every person will teach you a little bit more about yourself and about what you want 
out of like a partner too mm-hmm. you know yeah definitely. i even wrote him a whole little guide on like how to date and everything oh like, you did yeah wow. uh, it's, it's uh alex, alex. yeah <laughs> <laughs> i knew right I mean, away alex. you didn't have to say it. i just knew about the way you described him yeah. and and i agree 100 percent. you know like same thing like um you know not alex but my brother is very similar yeah. in that way you know my brother you know my brother dante yes so like he didn't start dating until he was like 26. Wow. You know, not trying to put his business out there, but I will. <laughs> but uh, like he didn't start dating until he was 26 because he was just extremely like picky with whoever he dated. And that's completely fine, you know. But the first person he dated, he fell for very, very hard. And he just didn't know how to work through like the usual relationship dynamics because he's never been through it before. And she has, she has that experience, you know, she knows how to communicate. She knows like when they should talk about things, when should they should cool off. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and then it didn't work out for him because like, I feel like he, he can take away a lot from that relationship because he felt like all he did was lose someone that he mm-hmm. loved. You know what I mean? And, uh, Aww. And I feel like uh, I tell them all the time, you know, it's like, it's like, dude, go date, like, just have fun, like, meet people, learn more about yourself yep. and them. Like, I understand that you have a high standard for things, but then if you're building yourself up, then the standards get raised for the people that you date too. So, you know, I, I hope that he uh, gets that point, but right now he's just kind of like in his own world, he's doing his own thing, but he's trying to better himself. So I see it, you know, it's, he's working on himself, and you do that too. You obviously don't have to date to be better for someone else you could also just focus on yourself and yeah. work on what you love doing your craft your business your, your hobbies and like balancing your life right. and that should be enough too so i know being a dj is more than just playing music can you talk a little bit about the business aspect of it because i know as being a dj like you brand yourself you have to advocate for yourself your rates the things you do not only is just a dj but like for yourself and just like as a woman too and if there's anything you can say on that like for other women who are interested in this space any like advice or tips that you've experienced within your own career yeah i mean as a woman as a cat as a music lover (laughs) Per, um, thank you for that question. That is a um, a real aspect of this industry. This industry is not corporate. No one's directing me and giving me an agenda of what to do in my career. So it's been a lot of like acknowledging that it takes a lot of self discipline to be able to uphold a career in DJing because it's my full time job currently. And in regards to rate and value that's also a self battle because we're sitting here not having a comparison in regards to when is it appropriate or not appropriate to bring up the the conversation of hi i'd like to raise my rates and when i've had to do that it definitely feels uncomfortable because in my current life it's not i'm not really used to asking or demanding for certain things um but when you have goals which is that's why sitting down and progress checking is important to sit down and say, what do I want next? And how do I define that concisely? Mm. And like very, very, very clearly. So like I want to have a career in the music industry, but I can't live off a $100 rate. (laughs) So uh, per (laughs) hour, yeah. Mm. So being a businesswoman, not just only in my career as DJ Sedusa, but also even running parties now, it's like I'm not only especially with running parties as a DJ, someone else is organizing the event and I come and they're booking me and pay me to play this time and create an experience for this amount of time. 
And then everything I do around that is based on my intentions and yeah. my needs and what I want to do for my career moving forward. But as a party thrower, as an event thrower, community organizer, from the I, from the moment idea is is conceptualized, everything that is put up in the public is up for scrutiny, right? Yep. Mm. So when we're event organizing and you throw an event as well, it's yep. like, damn, like everyone's experiences is important, but everyone is different. But here we are trying to acknowledge everyone's differences and similarities uh, and also acknowledge what our purpose is as a business in terms of creating an experience. So those um, those thoughts can definitely be overwhelming sometimes. Mm. But then as a business woman, um, it's also acknowledging that like, okay, what is it that I started doing this stuff in the first place? It's easy to get caught up in different spaces that will um, that will almost put you in a place to lose yourself. So an example for that for me in my personal career is that like I'm tapping into different spaces, Hollywood, K-Town, OC, Bay Area, LA, outside of those spaces. One of the spaces that I found myself in the position to almost lose myself was the Hollywood space. Mm. Hollywood is its own fucking animal. Like... <laughs> heavily bottle service based mm -hmm. um the industry and the space is just fucking different and like the way that people hold themselves how i describe my experiences in the hollywood space is that people look like they're there to matter while also not being there to give a fuck about anyone mm -hmm. so that they're there to look like they're special but not really care about anything else that's there. Oh. And then so I found myself invited to DJ in those spaces for whatever reason that the pro that the promoters invited me for. But I was like, oh shit, like I'm like a very bubbly and open and inclusive person and that's not what that space is. So, yeah. oh shit, like I need to start being a little bit more cold. I need oh. to start looking like not as smiley. Wow. And then I stopped myself, I was like, oh shit, that's how you get lost in the sauce. <laughs> that's how you sit that's how you sit there and be like oh shit like now you're trying to adapt to a place that doesn't even align with your principles mm. i think when it comes to business it's like um how do you how do you define your principles and needs very clearly and notice when they're not being matched with the opportunities that you're taking and that's something that i've had to like really um be acknowledged like acknowledge and even when it comes to party throwing I'm, dip, I'm I'm working as a business partner with different venues to bring revenue into their spaces while also be committed to what my needs are is a organization as a party thrower as a community or as a vibe curator yeah ooh vibe curator yeah and then sometimes you're gonna face some situations where certain things don't align and so how do you how do I as a business person agree to disagree and mm. not take things too personal and that's something that also plays in to my numbness to the industry. Mm. And I've noticed my numbness in the industry because <coughs> motherfuckers will like try you. A lot, of, <laughs> a lot of things will test your patience. Yeah. And I've become very numb to a lot of different things I've faced. But I've acknowledged. I, but I'm also trying to acknowledge. Like I don't want to be. So like an example for this to give some perspective is that I remember when Billie Eilish was up and coming because she was going to our school and very excited to get all these opportunities. But then you get, then you, and then you, then there was a position where I saw her becoming less smiley and very, and much more, almost in my perspective, seems exhausted. Cause that's mm. how I would describe, cause things get tiring. 
mm. sometimes. Yeah. But I'm trying mm. to, as a business person, not lose my sight of passion yeah. and um, stay very aware of what I started doing in the first place, why I started. Because yeah. it's easy to get caught up in the business aspects because, quite frankly, you have to be... Um, well-versed in the business aspects of things. You're negotiating things. You're negotiating value. You're negotiating. So once you start setting value, you start um, adding like what is the value in history in the time. Yeah. And that's why it's super important to, for example, reach out to other venues, reach out yeah. to other parties, reach out to like people like Peter and Dom who run parties and they're making different negotiations with parties. And so you can acknowledge yeah. what the average is. So you're not over-asking and under-asking. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there's a lot of different factors in, in the business aspect that make things that people don't see, um, which is fine because that's what administrative work is. It's back end work. Mm. But um, I hope that people can acknowledge that way. If you do start working and wanting to throw parties or just being in the business of DJing, it is a business. Mm. You're a brand 100%. and you're a walking brand of yourself. Yes. And everyone looks at you for a certain thing. I've had people come to me and say, like, oh, you're not so energetic today. I'm like, yeah, yeah, bro. Like, yeah, as a DJ, like, I can be energetic, but outside of that space, I would say I'm a very chill person, yeah. mm. pretty wholesome. And sometimes people catch you in those spaces and they think that you're off brand. You're awesome. And how do you handle that stuff, right? <laughs> as a business, yeah. yeah. No, so, I feel you. So you're saying, you know, keep keep your head, like keep the things that your brand that you want to create, even if, you know, let's say Hollywood and stuff is telling you to do something different. So you're, you wanted to adapt to what they're doing, but rather than that, it's like you're creating your own vibe. You know, you're doing your own thing in your own space and people are coming towards that. Is that what you mean? Like, you know, you're, you are straying away from Hollywood and you're doing your own thing now. Mm. You're creating, you're, you're creating your own vibe because like you didn't want to change who you are. Would you say that's something you would tell up and coming DJs to like keep your own vibe? Don't change or would you say you should adapt it's situational mm -hmm. right because this this business is a needs-based service for the most part Ah, uh, okay until that until i've been throwing my own parties now which curate I, i'm creating opportunities for myself and my friends and whoever i want to dj but for the most part djing for me in the past two years has been a needs-based service so people are booking me they're outsourcing me for their needs and i have to acknowledge hey this is something that they want okay and how do i take up that challenge so be adaptable yeah be adaptable yeah. but also mm -hmm. know your boundary of when you know you're being adaptable versus sacrificing your identity right yes so it's like for me i know like i can provide an experience but this is that doesn't have to always be aligned with who I am. And that's mm. the battle of the industry because oh, when I first started, I, yeah. I was invited to be to do Rewind's re-grand opening. And so from that experience, because it's a needs-based service, they needed me as a DJ, I, I accepted that opportunity. And then from there, I, I marketed it, I promoted it, and then people started assuming that I'm a hip-hop R&B DJ. Mm. And, be, and because of that, I started getting more opportunities in the R&B and, and hip-hop space. But... It's not the only space I wanted to tap into. So how do you start outsourcing? How how do you, how did I start outbounding? So what would I do? Like I think the biggest one of the other lessons I've learned as DJing is that how do you put yourself in the fire? Everything about DJing can be very so fucking uncomfortable because you're putting yourself to be scrutinized twenty four seven. Oh, I see. But it's just like, how do you take a step back and isolate yourself out of all the noise and distractions and ask myself, what makes me feel fulfilled? What feels good to me? What is it that I do that actually is memorable 
and makes me feel like I'm doing something that's successful. Because success is subjective, right? Yes, it is. Right? So it's just like people are going to project their perception of su success on me. And it's happened plenty of times. You need to do more of this. You need to do more of that. You need to play and more Bad Bunny. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> absolutely. But it's like, fuck, like, but they don't live in our minds 24-7. Yep. And mm -hmm. they don't experience what we feel and what makes us feel good and what doesn't feel good. So it's like, if there is anything I would say to people who want to become a DJ or DJs currently, it's like, try to like understand what you want and think about the, the moments that made you feel good, made you feel like you did something impactful or define whatever success is that for you versus like assuming what success is, success is for you from other people's perspective. Mm, yeah. Thank you for sharing all that. That was actually really insightful. I feel like that could help a lot of like, you know, not only just women, but people who are interested in the DJ world where they see that there's like all these other aspects at play where it's like you want to be able to be adaptable, but you got to keep your head on your shoulders too. Like what you want and like just being able to be a creative but being able to be a business person at the same time too being able to represent your own self brand so thank you yeah i'm sure if, we, if there's any djs out there like oh all right guys welcome back to lightning round where we ask our guests some rapid fire questions if they can't answer on time they have to drink yep. holy shit <laughs> actually take a shot take a shot uh you want tequila or uh, yeah. i'm down oh I'm scared, I'm that's actually the first question that's the first <laughs> And she got it right. Yeah. <laughs> Are you ready, Michelle? I'm ready. One, two, three. Uh, your favorite set of all time that you played? That's take a shot right there for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's a shot. That's, take a that's shot a right shot. There. <laughs> that's for sure. Take a shot. Fuck. Uh, it doesn't mean you don't answer the question. Yeah, you still oh, have to answer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every guest. Every Recently, guess, yeah. um, I was in Canada. Mm. And I fucking love Canada. Vancouver. And I played my Eight. second Midnight Mondays set. Nice. Um, I did that back in May, but I like came back knowing the energy and the vibe. It was really fun. Nice. Like I just I love like being able to feed back, feed on energy of the crowd, and then being able to like. I've been trying to practice more on being on freestyling. Oh, nice. rather than just preparing sets, and I can prepare prepare crates. But like, really though, like spaces, a lot of the time you don't really know what you're putting yourself into. Yeah. So it's good to be kind of adaptable. Yeah. Yep. And like move on that, so that I I, I definitely practiced that more this past week on nice, in Canada, nice. and. If you didn't know, Canada's regulations on alcoholism is eighteen is nineteen plus. Yeah. So that plays a huge role on their club scene because now you're having nineteen year olds plus drinking fucking alcohol. That's oh, a different energy than yeah. twenty one plus. So I think that plays a huge role in my ability to like Get their the their going, their yeah. physical look on like they're just fucking raging, yeah. bro. Going all out. So you got that so. cougar energy. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a hidden talent? I love I love to impersonate my friends. Oh, go, go. Give us I a... I love to impersonate my friends. Do Adrian. Do Adrian. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. Camera hyping someone up. And yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Such beautiful moments in, you know, these experiences. Uh, I love you, Adrian. Yep. Adrian's we always making Adrian. sure everyone's feeling good. Yep. I right, do Dexter. 100%. Dexter, Dexter, Dexter. Oh, <laughs> that is Dexter. That is Dexter. <laughs> I love doing that shit. I, I like love it. making fun of my friends. Yeah, respectfully. that's perfect, bro. All right. If your fans had a name, what would it be? You said it. Seducers. Yeah. Oh. Seducers. That was a good one. <laughs> when was your first kiss? Middle school. Oh. Oh, she started young. Yeah, young. Mm -hmm. um, if you had a superpower, what would it be? Teleportation. 
Uh, favorite TV series? The first one that came out is Criminal Minds, but Criminal Minds is good. I really liked TV series. <laughs> <laughs> I like. You could do movie instead. Stuff to drink. Yeah, you <laughs> <laughs> still got to drink. Yeah, I watch a decent amount of stuff. I do like a lot of different series. Favorite's hard because I barely watch TV. If I'm being honest, okay. With you. What okay. A, same thing. Same. What about I like anime? Sometimes favorite anime. <clears throat> top, okay, how about this? Top 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 five animes. Fuck, I cannot count. You can't do I top five animes. Five. Top five anime. I, they're deaths. all they're all the basicest ones, and Go I feel ahead. embarrassed to say Naruto? so. I haven't watched Naruto. <laughs> <laughs> Boku no Pico. Um, <laughs> Family X Spy is a good okay. one. Anya's a cutie. Yeah, Anya's is such a cutie. Okay, um, everyone's been I watching did, that. I, I did get to watch the Attack on Titans. That show was fucking. Yeah, that's good. That was, was one of my introductions text. to oh. anime. Um, um, Demon Slayer. Mm-hmm, I, haven't, mm-hmm. I haven't got to finish the, the movie version okay. yet. Yeah, anime is so beautiful. I I didn't only I only honestly blah, 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 I honestly got introduced to anime really late in my life. Like oh, I thought you were a weeb. COVID. Um, hey, there's no what's the definition of time weeb? for weebs? Bro. I don't know. It's just a very loose definition. And the cat ears definitely anyway, get people. Yeah, I definitely. Sure. I think because of my cat ears, I got a lot of anime opportunities. Oh, like yeah. my yeah. DJ anime. Yeah, she did. Event, right? I did. That's why. Like unintentionally, I just started like wearing cat ears because I thought they made me feel cute. I, I think actually Adrian was there when I first was crowned my first cat ears. Crowned that your was first crazy. Cat ears. Someone gave it to so you. I didn't choose the life of cat ear wearing. Cat chose life you. chose you. Like it's how it is. It's like, like you guys my, don't understand. My it's how it happens. Just looked at me. I was picking her up from a bender. <laughs> <laughs> to have a wholesome oh, day and like she, she, i came in and she's like come here it's like okay and then she was like look at me and i was like you look so cute and she's wearing cat ears and she's like watch this oh. she shook her head a little bit and the bells rang i was like <laughs> oh my god that is so cute <laughs> and she's like you can warm to him i was like say less she put them on me and i was like i look i, I was there for like five hours and then i left to meet up with my other friends that i had already planned to see and i wore them because i was like this shit's fucking lit. Like, I feel so <laughs> empowered, empowered with these tires yes. on. And I'm not going to lie, from there on on, on out, I was wearing it at home in the kitchen. My my family was like, what the fuck? I was like, wow. what do you mean? Like, what's wrong? <laughs> it holds my hair back. Excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> I just burped. Then as you know. Yeah. No, and, just a cat and then I just like wearing them. And, and then Welcome I was to like, the I'm going to my gig one day. And then it was supported. And then yeah. I was like, and then I was started giving them out. And... I think everyone looks so cute in cat ears. Mm. Makes me feel Mario cute. Looks cute in cat ears. Yeah, Thank look at this fool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, natural cat. <laughs> He's more of a dog than a cat, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, last question from me. Um, do you have a kink or fetish? <gasps> oh, she does. Hey. Hey, let's- she- she laughed a little bit too quick right there. She laughed way too quick. Way you too know, quick, that, and you're taking a little too long. Yeah. So. <laughs> She's about to bust out a list. <laughs> hey, it can't be. A, uh, <laughs> hey, no kink shaming on guys yeah, that there's listen. No, there's literally no, no kink shaming in here at all. Bro, yeah. love yeah, is love. Yeah, hey, kink shaming. Interests are interests. Yeah. Yeah. We, had a, we had a guest who loves like. <laughs> everyone. Yeah, he loves everyone. He Let's loves just go with everyone. That. Yeah. yeah. He like literally flared with us on the podcast. Yeah. That's so it was, cute. It was, it was you know? I was like, yeah, bro, you're so handsome. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I learned how to compliment. That's a <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Top <laughs> open format for sure. Oh my God. 
Oh, I know it. She's a furry. I'm a oh, furry? <laughs> I am not a furry, but I've heard of that. Oh, Mario's also heard of it, too. <laughs> you can watch our first episode. We're talking wrong. about her. Hey, I don't, I'm all about Love. consensual sexuality. 100%. With people who like pretend to be animals. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm a cat. I definitely... No. I'm a cat 24-7 from that point where my homegirl put my cat ears. Yeah. One of my kinks is... Mm. <laughs> <laughs> do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. Okay, 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 okay. I like to role play. <laughs> no way. Oh. Like police officer or anime? Like all of them. Uh, give wow. us, uh, give Multiple us an options. Ex- give us an, uh, give us an example option. One of your last ones. <laughs> There's your favorite option. Standard is the you know step bro step sis. <laughs> oh, that's why there's, there's so many of those videos. You're the oh reason. My God, I don't know any of my friends who are into it, but now I do. <laughs> <laughs> no step bro, no. Oh my God, step bro, I'm stuck. Yeah, that would be right. There's the teacher and uh-huh. student. Yeah. yeah. There's the there's there's police officer. There's yep. there's there's uh okay. This is just for the podcast. Yeah. All right, for sure. Oh God! <laughs> I've definitely role played Peggy Goo before. Oh, the DJ. Yeah, I have. As her? Yeah. Oh, okay. that's interesting. <laughs> Holy fuck! How does that work? I'm curious. <laughs> Peggy, can you push my buns, please? <laughs> like, how like I'm curious. Yeah, role, role I, playing is fun. I could see That's you uh, role playing as like Deadmau, and you have the the thing on. You know. Have uh, you seen my helmet? Uh. Uh-uh. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Have I? Have I? Have I? Yeah, she has a helmet. I have a cat oh, helmet. Yeah. Yeah. I have a snowboarding helmet that I put cat ears on. Yeah. And I also have that. like a motorcycle helmet that I use for a gig as a recently. I got one more question. Uh, have, you, have you used it in role play? No, I have not. Okay. Oh <laughs> damn! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What Whoa. are your kinks? What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? You know, say it, just say it. Hey, what's your kink? Three, uh, two, the, one. That's a shot, I, bro. Nah, I, I can't talk because you're carrying down. I love uh, runny makeup. What? Uh, we talked about this. Yeah, we yeah. talked about this. I love runny makeup. Runny makeup? Yeah. Like when it's like dripping? But they got to be like crying though. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. We, so. we, oh, shit. We both really like that. Did y'all hear that shit? <laughs> no, this Running is the, makeup. This was on the last one. This yeah, yeah. We literally talked about this on the last yeah. one. <laughs> you know this? Yo. You know this. Yeah. You know this. Hey, yo. It was, it's, it's pretty bad because like usually. <laughs> yeah. Well, if. My girlfriend has runny makeup and she's crying. It's usually a bad thing, right? You're having an argument. Yeah, we're having an argument. <laughs> but I'm just like bricked up the entire time, and, <laughs> and then so I'm I'm not crying like Peter. Why are you hard yeah, right yeah. now? And, and it makes things really awkward because she's like, "You better you better not be fucking hard right now." <laughs> like we're getting an argument. I'm like, I "Has that ever happened to you?" Yeah, yeah, yeah it's a that? real yeah. it's a real story. And then has yeah. she checked? Yeah, and she'll yeah. check, oh. and I'm like. But you know what's nice is that she'll laugh right after that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, she'll yeah. be oh. mad and after they, that. And it like, releases the tension. It, it releases the tension <laughs> and other things. But, yeah. <laughs> the Kraken? <laughs> the Kraken. So, I mean, we talked about this last time, but it's like one one part of it is that, like, I love it when girls are, like, crying, like, just tearing up. Just like, because it's like, <laughs> we, we, you were here. You were here. You know about this. like Because it, it's a part of it when, like, okay, when you're going down and then like you go so long that you're almost dying like they're almost dying you know and they start to tear up and it's like 
Bro, almost dying <laughs> yeah, is a terrible like, way of describing it's, that. It's the thing like you're almost you can't breathe and it's like you've been going like you know crazy. I like that. I like that when you're just like. <clears throat> it's that. <laughs> it, it's that, and I love dirty talk. Mm. I love dirty. Yeah, yeah, I love. In, in terms of like girls, like things that they said to me, it's like oh, you know, like uh, you know, it's like oh, I'm such a like you know slut for you, or like uh, treat oh, me, okay. treat me like yeah, a dirty yeah, yeah. whore, or like use yeah. me, baby, like you know, co- going on. like I had this one experience with this girl. You're and I, naughty. And after that, after that, I just can't go back. I can't go back to vanilla. Like no, you're you right, know, you're like right. after having that experience, you I'm just like it. whoa, yeah. like you know, it's just to have like something where I don't have that. I'm like, huh. Yeah, yeah, you're you're right, dude. I, I totally understand that hundred percent because like um I sound bad too, but anyways <laughs> like once I kind I wouldn't say it's voyeuristic, but once you start voyeuristic. Yeah, I've like literally having, heard you have sex outside having of- sex outside in like public spaces, it's kinda like Oh man, that that's just kinda nice. You no, mean it is, the, it the, is it's fun. Airbees, like yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I mean <laughs> It's weird because it's kind of like, it becomes kind of like a challenge. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where it's like, how many places can I have sex in Without until someone caught. catches me? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I know, I know. But it's like, it's kind of like a bad habit because yeah. then it's kind of like, yo, why are you late to my birthday party? I'm like, I don't know, bro. It's uh, <laughs> let's talk to my girl in the parking garage, you know? like. <laughs> have you ever have you ever done it at a party? I have done it. Uh-huh. I think the two craziest places to me is like, I had sex on my roof one time. <laughs> that was super random. Yeah, like my That's friends were partying nice. downstairs, nice. and I was, I was. That sounds pretty nice. I was raising the roof upstairs, you know. And then next was like a it was a national park. That one was crazy oh, that like nice because then there was no one there, and it's weird because like I was at the it's called the Salt Flats in like yeah. Utah. And if you go there, it's quiet. You can't hear shit. Right? It's like it's like. <laughs> hey, just si- hear Peter. Uh, uh, uh. Except that. <laughs> You know, they say the term, like, silence is deafening. Like, yeah. over there, that's how Just it sounds, right? Just the cheeks. Yep. And then, and then we saw, like, I saw a couple people, like, walking, like, from, like, afar. And I was like, God damn, you think they know what we're doing? <laughs> kind of looks, <kinda laughs> looks like we're sitting on a tripod right now. You know? <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. It's, Wait, what's the, what's the craziest place you've done it? The craziest place I've done Oh, my God. This is going to sound so bad. This is fucking really bad. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> Go like, um, do it. My uh, oh, fuck, I'm not gonna say who it is, but uh, I went on a cruise to Mexico with my ex's family. Oh, I and uh, this. we had a shared bedroom, and it's in, in a cruise, it's really small. The bedroom is probably like this big, and there was like uh, I think two bunks, and there's like three of us down. Right? I think it was like her, her, someone <laughs> who's next, next <laughs> to us, and uh, for whatever reason, we decided it'd be a good idea to have sex while everyone was sleeping right next to us. And it was like... In the same room. In the same room oh. while everyone was there. I think it was her brother who was sleeping right next no. to us. It was, oh, I it was, know her brother too. It was pretty... Oh, uh, no. Yeah. Oh, wild. No, no, no. It's yours. it's yours. It's one, two, three like this. I think one of the most crazy experiences... Oh, so there's more than one. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. Yo. Me and my ex were like linking up. <laughs> That's what the kids call it. Now. Oh, yeah. It's like sneaky links. Uh, like you know? sneaky and, links um, up. The bed he had was really fucking noisy. Mm. So he had a roommate at the time. So, it's, not, it's not a bunk bed, was 
It wasn't a bunk bed. <laughs> <laughs> and um, one of, these are, you know, one of the experiences. And, like, we were just, like, and he had housemates at the time. So there's people at home. Mm -hmm. And we were just trying to, you know, vibe out. And so his roommate had a bed that wasn't as noisy. Oh. So we were, like. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> so, so we were, like, we were, like. Well, he's not here for the weekend. He said that, and I was like, hey, that's your roommate, bro. If you think you're cool with him like that, by all means. And so, like, we started doing our thing on his roommate's bed. <laughs> and then a few minutes later, he's like, oh, I'm on the way home. And we're like, oh, oh shit. Oh, no! <laughs> and it's a goddamn mess on his roommate's bed. Shit. And so... So that was one of the probably craziest moments where we're just like, well, this is a predicament because yeah. we're just like, yo, roommate, so sorry, but there's a lot of, there's some juices on this <laughs> shit. You're and like, we're, what we're dry so cleaners are open at 12 a.m., you know what I mean? <laughs> Fortunately, he was chill, but it's just like, I think there is a thrill in like public spaces oh, yeah. or places where we're not supposed mm -hmm. to be doing 100%. those things. Mm -hmm. Like hotel rooms. That's nice. Given. Mm -hmm. Or just like yeah, like not where like that's not his bed, but it's his homie's bed. But it's like we're being bad girls and boys. Ooh, yeah. so naughty, <laughs> <You're> bad, rar. <laughs> but <and then laughs> but respectfully, and yeah. you know, it was, respectfully, yeah, it was all he communicated to his roommate, and his roommate was chill. He's like, just bro, just clean my shit up, bro. Like, wow, okay. but that was oh, a nice pretty guy. like that was almost borderline disrespectful, but respectfully, yeah, <laughs> the most respectful way. Yeah. Wow, what a nice guy. What a, what a guy. What a guy. What a yeah. distinguished yeah. gentleman. You've wow. done that. Huh? You've done that. What? You've done the same thing. Oh, shit. Remember Jeannie's house? Oh, shit. <laughs> okay, that's not <laughs> that's fair. <what? laughs> that's not fair. That's not fair. That's not fair. That's Peter not literally, fair. Peter and his ex-girlfriend literally got in an argument. Made oh, up. you're talking about a different time. <laughs> oh. Sir. And we're at a, we're at a, we're having a party. We're like all a get together, and they're like, "Hey, can we use your room to bang out?" And like, she's like, "Yeah, okay." <laughs> and they just went in the room. We're all like, "Let's turn up the music." All right, all right. You can ask the questions now. What's the? Wait, what the fuck? <laughs> you thought you were getting away with this? You thought you were getting away with that's this? That's that's that was my crazy story. Right yeah, there. yeah. <clears throat> all right, uh, your ex girlfriend's house. My ex girlfriend's house. Yeah, Which in the one? bathroom. Your last one. In the bathroom. <laughs> in the bathroom. <laughs> What the fuck? I shower in there, bro. <laughs> what the fuck? For the, for the July party. That's the Fourth of July party. Oh my god, dude! Jesus Christ. Last few questions. We got, wow. a, little, we got a little distracted. If you had to play one genre of music your entire DJ mm. career, what would it be? House. Oh wow! If there is one event. That you could play for, what would that be? Shots. <laughs> Damn. The first, the first um, thought that came to me. I have never been there before, but I've heard such good things about Tomorrowland. Oh, yeah. There, and then when you think about Tomorrowland, their production is a one. Mm -hmm. And then as a DJ, sound system is so important. Mm. Visuals are so important. When I idealize an experience, I hope to at that point have been a producer, being able to play music and deserve that opportunity to play at Tomorrowland mm. and be able to share with music with people who are there for the music very, 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 very intentionally. 
I've never been in Tomorrowland, but that's just the first thing that came to my mind. Yeah. But I thought of a lot of different festivals that oh, like sure. once you answer that question. All right, nice, nice. Yes. Well, we'll stick with Tomorrowland yeah. for now, right? Because I've heard it's super crazy. I heard it's super beautiful. I'm going yeah. next year. Are you? Yeah. Well, you're so cool, bro. Yeah. Hey. Oh, thanks. <laughs> He's pretty appreciate cool. Appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> All right, cool. Uh, what is your biggest pet peeve? It's people who speak on their opinions as if they're facts. Mm. Oh. One of my biggest pet peeves. Okay, can you say an example of what that might be? So people, I've met people in this industry particularly, mm. some of my friends oh. at first, mm. who would speak about their experiences and then they would adapt to them as if that that was the defining factor of all people. Mm. Oh, well, girls, this. Or, uh, well, this is how it is. Well, you shouldn't. You have to acknowledge that if you're an entering DJ, you have to accept that rates are going to be low and blah, blah, blah. And all these things that were so opinionated, but yeah. speaking on them after, as they're factual, mm. not considering that people base their value and experiences on different standpoints. So just mm. overall, people who just talk about things and it's just a huge red flag when they mm. um, invalidate people's um, experiences because their their experiences are what they're, what becomes their opinion. Yeah. And those are huge red flags for me and I've learned that from experience. Okay. Yeah. If you had one last meal. One last meal? You? Oh my God. Jollibee. The first thing. That's <laughs> racist. The first <laughs> The first item of food was sinigang. Sinigang is a Filipino dish that's mm. soup and sour, almost sweet, almost sometimes. Mm. Um, I think food that feels very comforting. Filipino food is a comfort food for me. It is so very much comfort. I love kare kare. It's a Filipino peanut butter dish. Oh, with oxtail. Um, but yeah, like I'm yeah, hungry. I guess I'm hungry now. <laughs> quickly. Which is the assignment, synagogue. But goddamn, last meal. Like, that's crazy. That's hard. If you weren't a cat, what animal would you be? <laughs> butterfly. Really? Oh. Butterfly. Really? A butterfly. You see how scary those motherfuckers look up close, though? They can be. <laughs> those motherfuckers look scary. You're like, goddamn. Beauty and scary is very subjective. But if you think about the process of what butterflies go through, they go through the process of metamorphosis mm-hmm. and crystallizing. And um, I think that's very. Beautiful. Relatable in terms of the human experience is that we go through processes of experience and growing from them, and that's just always reoccurring. Mm, it's never. An, I think as a human, I w- always want to be go over or um, going through a growing experience where mm. I learn something and I feel through them, and then I adapt. And then mm. as an adult, we're always going through new lessons as we progress in our life, right? Yeah. Things that teach us, like oh, to humble ourselves, to um, be mindful of oh these are things that we can more, be more mindful of in our life mm-hmm. to live a more peaceful life yeah. I feel like butterflies the butterfly experience is relatable as a, as a human human experience mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. definitely alright guys that concludes our lightning round I want to say thank you to our amazing kitty cat guest yep. Michelle aka DJ Sedusa let us know where we can find you you can find me on Instagram at DJ Sedusi DJ S-E-D-U-Z-A mm. Twitter same thing and thank you guys for making this far. Make sure you comment. Let us know what you guys think about the podcast, what we should talk about next. Like, subscribe so you get the updates. But don't forget, live fast, eat ass. ass.